0: If you're tired of dieting and stepping on the scale, you're lacking energy and confidence, and you're ready to harness your inner athlete, then you're in the right place. I'm Sherry Shaban, and in each episode, I'll help you to rebuild your fitness identity and empower your deepest transformation so that health and fitness are not just what you do, but who you are. What's up athletes welcome back to the show lately we're hearing a lot of really popular words being thrown around words like mindset and mindfulness and i get asked often what the difference between the two is what is mindset and what is mindfulness to me mindset is a collection of our beliefs it's our belief system it's the blueprint with which we view the world and in which we experience the things around us Mindfulness is about awareness, being in the present moment, the eternal now where we're not reflecting on things that happened in the past or anticipating things happening in the future, but instead being in the present now and appreciating everything around us for exactly what it is as it is. Here to talk to us today about implementing a mindfulness practice is Deepak Diwali. Deepak is the owner of Retreat Institute of Inner Sciences and Wellbeing with a mission of helping people live a stress-free and a purpose-driven life by cultivating spiritual knowledge and mindfulness practices. He leads online retreat meditation sessions and is building a course to help people make both reading and meditation a daily habit. Hi Deepak, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks a lot, Siri. Um, it's my pleasure to be here and I really appreciate for the opportunity that you have given me to connect with you and your uh, amazing community.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to. So tell me how this all started for you. How did you find the Retreat Institute?
1: All right. Um, so let me back up a little bit and let me Tell about myself so i'm from nepal a beautiful village in nepal uh, came here in 2015 to do my masters i, I did uh, my mba and graduated in 2018 but during that process um, i was going through different challenges in my life i came here alone i had my wife and daughter back in nepal which I thought would uh, they would be here with me after six months that I came here, but didn't happen. And still I'm waiting for them to be here with me. I I'd uh, struggling a lot in my life. Uh, I wasn't with my family. Um, I had my course load and I was doing three different jobs and I was trying to, you know, um, deflect myself, the pain and suffering that I was going through with different jobs. And then um, suddenly, I think it was in July 2017, my mom got sick back in Nepal Mm. and we didn't have good internet connection to do a FaceTime or video call in my place. And my house is up in the hills where uh, it takes around uh, 30 minutes or hour to go to the nearest bus stop. Wow. So uh, my mom was sick at that time, and then uh, I was here working, uh, and my wife used to call me frequently, and we we're talking. We we're talking about taking her to the hospital, and suddenly uh, one afternoon she called me and started crying, and then uh, as uh, you know thinking negative things in my mind and that's what we imagine when our loved ones anyone is not feeling well right and okay. I think for a minute or so when she was crying I believed to myself that I lost my mother mm. she wasn't talking she was just crying and then uh, I think it was 30 seconds after a minute after I don't know but I, it felt like a year for me but when he said when she said that they had taken her to hospital that you know um, uh, gave a relief to me. And, uh, and then after I was really disturbed by that event, my mom was in hospital, she was unconscious, she wasn't able to talk to me, and I wasn't able to go back to Nepal uh, because of different situations, like the finances and my course, college courses. Yeah. So that was putting me through different challenges mentally. And I think I was a little bit depressed. I don't say I was totally depressed, but I was a little bit depressed. And then I started uh, to look for solution and uh, I started reading books. I started meditation and that totally changed my life, totally wow. changed the perspective of life. And, and then I'm here trying to help others to do the same.
0: Amazing. So I, I can only understand and, and, and feel how difficult It it must have been for you I had also an experience with with my mom she was quite ill uh, for years and she did pass away in in 2019 so I, I can't imagine what that would be like to not be able to visit your mom but what's interesting is that it brought you to a state of internal reflection and and for most people we wouldn't really think this way we wouldn't really think about creating that sense of peace within us or reconnecting with ourself or coming to the present moment. So where was the spark for you? How did how did this come to you?
1: Uh, First of all, I'm uh, sorry to hear about your mother's um, uh, pass away, Um, but yeah. I realized that everything is a thought, right? That one minute when I believed when I when I believed that I, I lost my mother, I believed it so much that my body started you know believing it right and then if i can just think about something and my body can act as if that is true right that clicked me and start i started doing some research uh, around thoughts and how our emotions and our behavior and all those things. And I came across different spiritual leaders like Deepak Chopra, Bruce Lipton, uh, Jody Spenja, Looking at their uh, videos uh, in YouTube and reading their books helped me to understand uh, the uh, reality. Uh, in fact, everything is just a thought. And in quantum physics or quantum level, everything just exists in our mind, right? I don't want to go deep into that because I'm not an expert on that, but that makes total sense to me. And then, uh, and with this repetitive practice of mindfulness and meditation, it allowed me not to be mindful of what I am doing, like where I am and what I'm doing, but also about the thoughts that I'm thinking and, and the feeling and emotion that I'm having so that I can trace back to what it started from where did that started from inside my head right So everything for me is like is a thought
0: yeah it's that's so so powerful and and joe dispenza talks about this a lot in his books and and what i really enjoy about his his books is that he brings in that science with mm-hmm. that spirituality like, what a beautiful marriage and, and especially how he presents it but it's so true when we think about our thoughts triggering emotion And emotion really being a chemical cascade that takes place in our body, that is Mm -hmm. stored in our body. And as a result, our entire body responds to that. Our entire Mm -hmm. physiology changes and adapts to that, again, all from that seed of thought, which is really, really powerful. Then we think about emotion long term, and especially if we've gone through something traumatic that Mm -hmm. stays with us we realize that that emotion, those those chemical cascades, the byproduct of that thought is still deep inside our tissue trapped. And Mm -hmm. we're constantly reliving this experience. And it it keeps coming up for us. And I I, honestly understanding this, like you say, understanding how powerful thoughts are and that's where everything starts Mm -hmm. has changed my life massively. And for me, Michael Singer is is my one of my spiritual guides. Um, I did have the pleasure to meet him in uh, 2020. I I had a chance to go to Florida and and sit with him for a week. And truly, this is also what he speaks about. Also is how we create an entire scenario based on one thought. It's like, oh, Deepak didn't call me today. Oh, my God, he must be mad at me. Was it that thing that I said three days ago? Oh my god he's he's now he's really mad now everyone's mad at me and now you've created this whole story in in your mind and truly because that one thought and and the truth about it was deepak missed my call because he was taking Mm -hmm. a nap right and Mm -hmm. it's it's something that simple
1: yeah yeah that truly resonates with me uh great to know about your uh, spiritual journey i uh, i think we had the similar uh story behind where we are today uh, but I totally agree with you that you know we are living in a story that we have created by ourselves, right. and that story we uh, I think I was listening to Mike Dillard podcast I think in 2018, and I have that quote where he said that uh, uh, we are uh, we are the author of our story. And this story, what we are creating, is what we are living today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and most of the times, and and I think is, uh, and it 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 is me, and it resonates to many people, I guess. Most of the time, we live in the past, uh, and, and 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 we uh, think about the things that we did wrong, the opportunities we missed, the negative experiences that we had with people right yes. those are the things that we think about and and the good thing is again we are the author of our story and it again goes back down to that thought mm-hmm. we can change that thought we can choose to think what we want and, and I, I, I as I, I think about this uh, everyone is suffering today everyone is in pain everyone is in stress right and everything starts from thought Mm. But the thing is, we are the only operator inside this amazing thought factory. Mm. I cannot go inside your mind, your brain, and trigger you a different thought. Yes. I can hurt you physically, I can ignite, or I can, you know, um, affect you physically. But on your emotional level, on your thought level, I cannot, you know, I cannot make you think anything unless you choose to think that.
0: Right? Right.
1: Right. So, Yeah.
0: So powerful. You know, around health and fitness, I, I would have to say the reason why I find this discussion so unbelievably profound today is because many of us have these thoughts in our mind that don't always correspond or match up with the outcome that we desire. So for example, many of us start our health and fitness journey, wanting a particular outcome. And instead, the internal dialogue, the thoughts that are always coming up for us are reminding us of how we failed in the past or how we're not worth it or how this is not good enough or that I haven't done enough. So as I am embarking on my health and fitness journey and wanting to create positive habits, when my thoughts are of the opposite and they're constantly bringing me down mm-hmm. and disaligning me from really where I'm trying to go it is impossible to create that outcome it's one of the things that that I talk about and bring up often in my transformation programs is that if I am going to create a brand new identity and I want to create positive patterns in my life around nutrition around training around activity around self-love I have to also make sure that the thoughts that come up in my mind are about that We're always living in this scarcity mindset where we're focusing on what we're not doing well or what we're what we're not doing enough of or how things are not going well for us or reminding us of our past experiences. But Mm -hmm. imagine instead we are congratulating ourselves for all the amazing things that we're doing for all the changes that we are implementing Mm -hmm. for all of the positive differences that we've been doing and that becomes our mindset. We only attract more of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I uh, I uh, I'm uh, I agree with it 100%. So uh, like you said, uh, the transformation can only happen by changing our habit, right? And then I think uh, today everyone is result focused, but they want it too quick. Yes. They want it overnight, right? They want to be in shape in 20 days 21 days right? right they want to finish a book in one week <laughs> they want to learn to meditate in two weeks
0: right
1: right and then and then we forget that we have um, built this identity of ourselves with all these repeated habits and behavior for a, like you know three decades or two decades and and we're trying to change it overnight, which is not going to happen, right? So uh, it's good. I'm glad that you brought out that we want to change. We have that massive goal, but we are constantly thinking about the things that we haven't done, right? And, 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 and I, uh, I'm a true believer of affirmation and visualization. And recently I realized that every thought that we think is an affirmation yes i was trying to set out like five minutes or ten minute time a day to visualize my future but if every thought is an affirmation and most of that thought is is uh, most of the thoughts we're thinking is the things that we haven't done mm-hmm. right that we ha- and, and recently i was tracking my emotion i was just looking at my emotions when i was uh, like super happy i was I realized I was thinking about the future. I was thinking about the potentials of the futures. And then when I was down, I was noticing my thoughts were uh, around the things that I had to do, which I hadn't done. And I was thinking of those. and, 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 And this transformation thing that you're talking, I think it should be a slow and steady process. I know it should be a massive start, I would say a sick out, right? Like you know, sick start.
0: Right. Just
1: to give a word, right? Yeah. You cannot do like you know, you cannot just start with just changing few things. Do it like start it with a massive start for a week or twenty one or twenty eight days, right? And then go slowly and steadily. Make it a lifestyle, uh, not a retreat or something, or not some uh, sprint that you would just do it for some time, right? Yeah. And then if you make it a lifestyle, you definitely start, you know, positive attitude, positive thinking, because you would be uh, getting results every single day. You'd be putting your actions every single day.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And one step at a time allows you to really see those results on a daily basis. And I do agree with you, Deepak. I think the first time you said that we were on a clubhouse call a a few weeks ago and you said every single thought that has that starts in your mind is an affirmation and has massive impact on your physiology. It has massive impact on how you approach everything else in your life. And it makes so much sense. What is an affirmation to you for those listening who don't know quite what an affirmation is? How would you describe an affirmation?
1: So it's funny. I have my affirmations written in my underwear.
0: (laughs) So we should all have affirmations written on our
1: underwear. Let me show it to you. Can you see it?
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Happy, healthy, lovable. Winner, oh wow. So, why do you choose to write affirmations on
1: your underwear? So, underwear is the first costume you wear in every morning, right? The first thing that you wear every morning, and it is always with you. You don't want to show your affirmation somewhere in your t shirt and walk, right? But mm-hmm. you want, I have that all the time with me. Mm-hmm. When I touch it, I can feel it, it's there. But to your question, what is affirmation? It's just who I want to be, and in reality, who I am, right? Mm-hmm. I think we, uh, I mean, I might divert a little bit and talk about happiness, because mm-hmm. that's one of my affirmation, and that's my goal to make, help people to live a happy life, mm-hmm. a purpose-driven life through reading and meditation, make, helping them to make reading and meditation a daily habit. So my affirmation is: I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm lovable. Mm. I'm a winner. I'm successful. Mm. Right. And and talking about happiness, ha- happy. We have like growing up as a child, as a kid, we needed something for us to make us unhappy. Mm. We are always happy, but if any anything happened, we were unhappy. But as a ki- adult now, we have. Education, we learned many things. We have money, we have friends, a lot of friends from different places in the world, right? We are independent, but now we need something to get happy, to be happy. We have made this happiness a transactional thing. It's like a commodity. Hmm. We need something to make us happy. Oh my god, you're but right, yeah. On the other hand, happiness to me is something that always exists. You don't have to be happy, you just have to feel it. You are always happy. There is only happiness, bliss, love, and these positive things in the universe. It's those negative things, like the uh, thoughts, I would say negative thoughts triggered by some action of some, some third person, right? That you know comes as a cloud in the sky to cover that sun and make that a day, a gloomy day. Mm. But once you move that, you know, your thought and bring it to your present moment, there is only happiness, there is only bliss, there is only ecstasy in this universe. It's just like the sky, sky is always there, Mm. right? But the clouds come and go, it's just like same thing. Anything that happens in our life, pain, suffering, sorrow, everything, they just come and go. But the thing is, we stick to them, we hang them. They Even even if they have already moved away, we are just visualizing, thinking about as if they are still there. Hmm. Just imagine, it's just like there was, the, the cloud came, covered the sun and it went all away. And it's, it's, it's already, I mean, it's clear, the sky is clear now, but we are thinking the cloud is still there.
0: Right, right that's probably the best analogy I've ever heard and you know what You're, you point out the obvious but it's it's so funny we don't think about it it's true the default for children is happiness you know I, I the other day I was watching my daughter she was coloring and and humming and singing to herself and it, I was watching her because of the question that you asked me by the way which we're gonna bring mm-hmm. up in a moment but I was watching her behavior and then I just started noticing throughout the day that man Kara is constantly humming every time she's doing something she's singing to herself she's happy she's dancing and and truly once now we step into stress and adulthood and problems and financial stuff and all of these things in our life and complicated relationships that's where we start to look for happiness and you're right it's like the Sun that's always there it's like the sky that's always there every single day the Sun will come up and the Sun will set but you're still focusing on that cloud like that's, that's really our problem is that we're still focusing on that thing and it's our thoughts, it's our mind that constantly brings it up. And every time we come back to that cloud, we are trapping that emotion, we're creating that cascade of chemical releases in our body and holding on to it in our tissue so profoundly that we're constantly reliving it over and over again. Wow, Deepak, that was so insightful. Thank you for that. All
1: right, No problem. Yeah, And that's what we make our reality. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, completely. So the other day when we connected, you asked me a question. Mm -hmm. You you said to me that I had an assignment to do that. Mm -hmm. I had to ask myself three times a day. Where am I now? Mm -hmm. So can you explain a little bit what this question really means? Because the first time you said, sherry let me ask you a question where are you now and i said oh mm-hmm. i'm really i'm exactly where i want to be in my business i'm exactly where i want to be in my life and my relationships i'm I'm so at peace with everything and you said to me that's not really what i'm asking you right
1: mm-hmm. yep yeah 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 this question has me uh, has become a, a connector for me a conversation starter and in fact yesterday i was in the library reading a book and there was an old lady uh, working there, and we uh, she helped me to find a book. And then I was about to leave, but I thought I was asking this question to her. And then we started talking and ended up having a 30-minute conversation with her. Mm. But yeah, um, yeah, this is uh, this is the question that I asked to everyone, um, and it is: uh, When was the last time that you had asked to yourself, "Where am I?" Now, mm. let me answer to myself. I'm here, I'm sitting here with you, Sherry. I'm uh, doing an interview with you, yeah. <laughs> podcast with you. So, yeah, So um, you already explained it. Uh, uh, most people will think that I'm asking about their uh, current situation in their life, their uh, finances, their career, their life goals, but it's not that, it's just uh, asking myself where I physically am right now. Cause you know, uh, we take it for granted. And I think I've asked this question for at least 500 people. And almost everyone has said that I had never asked cause why should I ask where am I now? Cause I know where I am like, right? It's not a question at all. <laughs> but in reality, um, uh, we know where we are, right? We know where we are. We don't have to ask where we are but we are not where we are mentally, right? right? We are mentally either in our past or in our future, mm. our past, the memories and our future, the imagination. Mm. And it's, it's a good place to be, right? If those are pleasurable moments, right? If those are uh, really helping us to be happy, that's really great, right? If we think about the uh, happy moment, like the uh, the first time we met our uh, loved ones, or anything that makes us happy, right? Or if you think about the opportunities that is going to happen, the blessings that we are about to uh, get in our future, that's totally fine. But it uh, most of the time it, it it is the opposite. We think about the negative things that happened in our life and uncertainty and fear of the future, right? Yeah. So. I, I say to this to everyone, I ask this question and then I bring them to this present moment and then I say this like, you know, we are dead for our past, we are yet to born for our future, we never live in this present moment, so are we really alive, right, mm-hmm. we are, we are in this illusion of life and we say our life is something The time span between the date that we born and the day we are going to die. I think that's not true. The life is the moment that you live, the accumulation of the moments that you live. And that moment is this present moment, right? This breath that I take just now is the life. Right, and then uh, I think I'm. I'm, uh, and uh, I just want to add one more thing to this. We breathe. Uh, we breathe um, around twenty three thousand breaths. We take twenty three thousand breaths in a day. Mm. And I I meditate like you know every day, but also there are days sometimes when I when it goes without me without taking a conscious deep breath or conscious breath. Mm. Right. So how many conscious breaths do we take? Right. How many times do we ask, where am I now? Right. And us find ourselves. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And and, you know, when you said that to me and, and it started to make sense as I kept practicing more and more and I kept saying, what does he really mean? Where am I now? What do you and then as soon as I started asking myself this, you're right, I did become more aware of my breath. As I'm driving I'm now aware of the sky I'm aware Mm -hmm. of the pile of snow that I didn't notice before I'm aware of the shops around me I'm aware of who I'm with and I am just aware of of the now and I always say that living in the past or bringing up memories of the past is bringing up feelings of sadness of depression of loss of regret because these are things that have happened and the, yes, you're right that there are a lot of positive, beautiful experiences that we have also. However, I don't want to think about a positive experience and regret that that's over. Or, oh, I wish I could still be in wherever because mm-hmm. now we're not allowed to travel. That's still a feeling of, of regret that comes up. And the future brings feelings of anxiety and stress because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm constantly trying to find different scenarios in my mind that are putting me under a state of stress because it can either go really well or not so well. And when we're constantly living in the past or in the future, we're not aware of this present moment, which is like you say, is the accumulation of everything that has happened to us before. It is who we are and it is consciousness. That's Mm -hmm. all that it really is. It brings us to this moment that, is not in relation to your body, not in to relation to your gender or your profession or any of that, but it's really just appreciating this moment and being aware of everything around you.
1: So powerful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 yeah, and everywhere we go, uh, especially in mindfulness and meditation, they want us to be in the present moment, mm-hmm. but they don't tell how. Mm. How. I mean, everyone, I have attended many uh, mindfulness sessions and uh, retreat programs, and uh, their goal is to bring us in this present moment. And the only uh, focus that, I mean, uh, the only way that they are doing it is by focusing on our breath. The moment we focus in our breath, we will be in this present moment. But Mm. the thing is, even if we are focusing on our breath, we can be thinking something else. So for me, uh, when I was meditating one day, um, I was lost and I had to ask this question to myself, like, where am I now? And I just opened my eyes and saw myself sitting there in my room doing meditation. And I thought this would bring you to the present moment instantly. Mm. Just asking, where am I now? You have to stop thinking to realize where you are right now, right? Right. And then just taking a few deep breaths in, just observing few things around you, right, and touching few things around you can instantly reset your brain and bring you to the present moment instantly. And then uh, the more you do this, right, the better you get and the more you are uh, the, the better you get you will start observing your activities you'll start observing uh, your thoughts and especially your activities the things that you are doing you know we spend more, now we, we spend most of our time scrolling social media and you uh, tiktok and all those things right but once you realize, and, then, and the thing is you wouldn't, you will not notice how much time you have already spent doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And once you realize that you are doing that, it's already 30 minutes or maybe an hour gone. But if you can ask yourself in, before that, like what you are doing, where you are, oh, I'm here scrolling these funny videos Why? I mean, instantly you can change, you can choose not to do that or continue to do, do that do that right and the best thing about being in this present moment is you start being mindful about your thoughts and you, once you start you, once you stop that negative thoughts coming in your head you will start tapping to the higher level of consciousness where there are possibilities where there are opportunities mm-hmm. where there is love where there is happiness and joy Right. And that's a higher level of vibration where selected people like few people are connected to it because majority of the people are in that lower level of vibration. And I, I, I'm not saying that I'm in higher level. I do. I'm all, I do belong to that lower level of vibration where everyone has similar thoughts of anxiety, fear, depression, and all those negative things. But sometimes I take myself to that higher level of uh, consciousness where there, like I said, there is all possibilities, opportunity, joy, and ecstasy, and all those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point about what meditation means and what that really is. And I get asked a lot, people ask me, how am I supposed to meditate like what are you really supposed to do because I sit still and you know I'm trying to stop my brain and I'm trying to stop those thoughts but they don't stop so how do I do that and what is the point of meditation and to me really meditation is a chance to sit still and Mm -hmm. to observe and that's observing your breath and observing your thoughts and I want to say that it's a muscle that has to be trained like everything else and You know, you said this earlier today, too. You said you can't expect to learn how to meditate in two weeks. Yeah, sure. Every time you show up and you practice, it will improve. You'll get more connected. But I also want to say is that there's not a one way to do it. And you have to find your way. Some people like guided meditation. Other Mm -hmm. people meditate to align their chakras. Other people meditate to connect to a higher source. Whatever that is for you and whatever purpose it serves that day, it's correct. It's all correct. So meditation to me is a time to really sit still. Mm-hmm. I start by focusing on my breath. And mm-hmm. I start to create awareness, just with my breath, mm-hmm. Thoughts come in, pop in every now and then. But I don't stay on them, I let them come in. And then I let them come right back out. I start to create awareness around my chakra centers, the space Mm -hmm. around the centers. And again, it's just, it's as if I want to be on the outside looking in. I want to just observe what's going on in my body, what's going on in my surroundings. And when I focus on the chakras, I really focus on aligning the different parts of me. And so when we get into that state of meditation, for me, it resonates by the way, athletes, if you're listening to this, for me, it resonates. I feel aligned. I feel Mm -hmm. driven with purpose. And I, and that's the moments where I receive messages and insight, especially when I get into my higher chakras, but we have to know that we just have to practice and we have to allow ourselves to improve and not Mm -hmm. get frustrated. And even if we want to start off with just five minutes at first and it's a guided meditation because we don't know what to do, then that's really great. And pretty soon we're going to build that strength. We're going to build that muscle to really understand what we want to do when we align. And Joe, I don't know if it was Joe Dispenza, but I heard this really great uh, video the other day. And what they're saying, what, what, what he was saying was, is that we listen to music because it feels good Mm -hmm. you know I don't have a purpose to listen to music there's no outcome if I'm gonna go for an hour run I have an outcome right I Mm -hmm. I I want a particular result I want to improve my cardio I want to get exercise so there's an outcome if I listen to music I'm not creating an outcome if I dance I don't have an outcome if I love plants and I want to fill plants around in my house I don't have an outcome but all of those things just make me feel good and so Mm -hmm. meditation also makes you feel good. It is a way for you to observe and connect and create mindfulness. So that you feel good. And to me, that's truly what it means.
1: Exactly. Yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, Sorry. Um, One thing I would like to focus here is uh, meditation and yoga are really misinterpreted uh, here in the Western culture. Mm. Yoga Means the union mm-hmm. of the our consciousness to the higher level consciousness. There are, uh, as for ast- um, Astanga Yoga, there are eight steps of yoga, eight, eight stages, I would say, and meditation is the seventh stage of in the whole process. And the yoga that we know is the stretchings. It's I think the third stage. Mm-hmm. So, but in, in, in general, there are like it, it, it involves what you eat, what you do, what you think, what you focus, and what you experience doing all those things. Is that is called dhana or the meditation? It's not something you do, it's something you experience after you have done all those activities. Right. But like uh, for the beginners who want to start it, like you said, it's being like just being mindful uh, of the things that they are doing and then uh, practicing through the guided meditation is a great start. And uh, like you said, we shouldn't expect anything from doing those activities it it should happen automatically right like we listen to the music or we dance we don't expect anything right mm-hmm. similar to meditation you have to so if we expect we we are uh, we are thinking something to happen in future right? right you do something now you are expecting to happen it something in the future but if you are enjoying it you are living the present right and that should be that should be the purpose of meditation is to experience that Joy and happiness, which is always there, you know, mm. just, you know, is every the culprit here is the thought. Yes. <laughs> just to allow your thoughts to go, like, you know, just be allow your thought to be guided by you so that you can redirect it towards joy, ecstasy and happiness in that present moment and for this um i i have come up with this retreat meditation Mm. where i am helping people to practice this brain muscle through reading Mm. this is a 30-minute focused reading session it involves other steps too but the main step here is 30-minute focused reading session where at least like 15 or, uh, or 18 times, you will be reminded by me to exercise, to bring yourself to this present moment and then train your brain in such a way that you can, you know, uh, with uh, intense and attention and emotion so that you can make both reading and meditation a daily habit mm. so that you can be mindful not only about your activities that you do, but also about the thoughts that you think so that you can change the way you think and change the reality that you live. Mm.
0: Yeah. So attention, intention.
1: And emotion. And
0: emotion. Yes. Yes.
1: That's and then if you want me to elaborate a little bit on it, I would love to do that.
0: Yeah, please, please. I'm, I'm so fascinated. I love to read. I'll be honest with you, I don't always have a lot of time to sit down and read actually a book, but I listen to so many audiobooks mm-hmm. because it fits better in my schedule and I'm able to to do it. But I love your method of, of reading and creating awareness in the moment at the same time. So explain to us a little bit about that.
1: Mm, yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> so everybody wants to read and everybody wants to meditate, mm. right? but we do not have enough time or we do not have it as our priority, I'd say, Mm. right? But now if you can, what if you can convert that reading process itself to a meditation, Mm. right? You can kill two targets or hit two targets with a single uh, bullet or something like that, right? (laughs) So our retreat process is uh, you know, it involves breathing practices. There are uh, some stretching, yoga stretches, and there is controlled breathing practice and this retreat meditation process and a guided meditation at the end. But you have, and, and my my conviction, my belief is that if you do it at least for 21 days with intense and attention and emotion, and I'll explain it uh, uh, in a while, I truly believe that you can make it your habit. And I I have myself, you know, made this a daily habit. And when I go to bed, sometimes I have to force myself to stop reading because <laughs> I have to wake up early tomorrow. And, 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 and that's the reality. Like, you know, what, uh, the more you practice, the more you like it, the more you enjoy, the more you'll do. Mm-hmm. But with intention, what I mean is like, you know, what we think is what we become. Right. So we have to be intentional why we want to do this. Right. You have my intention uh, uh, would be after 21 days of doing this retreat meditation, practicing this, I want to be a daily reader. Right. I want to be that person who meditates every day and reads every day. That's my intention and your attention. Right. And one thing that uh, has truly changed my life or one life lessons that I've uh, changed my life is what you do, like how you do anything is how you do everything,
0: Yeah.
1: right? So how I am doing, like how I am talking to you or how I am folding my clothes or washing my dishes, cleaning my house. Those are the minor things that we do repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And if we are not conscious to that. We just do it for the sake of doing. But if you start being conscious and if you start being your attention to the things that you're doing, you will do it in the best way. And then you are training your mind to be in the present moment, to do the best thing when the opportunities come, when uh, the opportunities come for an entrepreneur to stand before the investors and tell about their dreams, their business, right? In Mm. those times when they have to take massive actions, Mm. that, discipline, that habit of attention will ignite them to do it in the best way. And emotion, with emotion what I mean is like, you know, our body is used to doing the things that are pleasurable that we enjoy, right? We do the things that we enjoy, right? Why do we eat chips? We enjoy that, right? Subconsciously we enjoy. Why do we drink soda? We enjoy that. Why do we uh, uh Enjoy, uh, why do we just spend our time watching Netflix, sleeping in our couch? Because we enjoy that, right? Mm. Similarly, I want this process, retreat process to be attached to a joy and pleasure. Mm. So every uh, interval, I want them to have a gentle smile on their face so that the body understand that it is enjoying the process of reading and meditation. Body believes whatever you think, whether it is negative, whether it is positive. So I want to attach emotion, intention, and attention this to this process, so that everyone can make it a daily habit and change their life and live a stress free and a joyful and a purpose driven life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that is so powerful. I I agree with you. How we do anything is how we do everything and that does require attention. It requires us to create awareness around all of those little minor habits and little things and nuances we do all day long and how that truly is a reflection of what we do everywhere else in our life. If we cut corners here, we cut corners in bigger places in our life. If we are sloppy and messy on a small scale, we are sloppy and messy everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we are we are exactly how we are. We show up the same way everywhere. And, you know, reading, you bring the up reading, which I only think about this now actually brings us in the present moment. If ever I'm reading a book and I'm thinking about, oh, I still have to do this. Don't forget to do that. The dryer, the know, washing machine, all these things. I'm not in my present moment. I'm not focusing on what I'm reading. And similarly, if I'm thinking about things in the past that have come up exactly the same idea i'm not in my present moment so it's really interesting that you say that and you combine all of them i, I would love one day to be guided through this with you you yeah. know we talk also deepak a lot about mindfulness
1: yeah. and i
0: think some people don't I, I don't know that they understand what mindfulness really means and when we're looking at meditating and everyone's talking about meditation and mindfulness and mindset and all these words I think we get lost a little bit in that language and so for me mindfulness truly means being in the moment of awareness
1: mm-hmm. without
0: judgment yes so judgment is opinion mm-hmm. can I be in this present moment without deciding whether I like something or not or wh- whether something is good or bad or whether what I'm doing is positive or negative can I just be And can I now create that same practice to follow everywhere else in my life, Mm -hmm. So creating that what you do anything is how you do everything concept, but see it show up everywhere in my life. Can I not judge others? Can I not have opinion about how other people are doing things Mm -hmm. and not have it have to show up for me? And more importantly, can I not have an opinion about myself? Can I not judge myself? Because I think we are really hard on ourselves first before anyone else. We are fast to judge ourselves before we judge anyone else. And generally the judgment around ourselves is not good enough. We're not doing enough. We should do more. Wasn't the right way. That was bad. Should I have said that? Oh my gosh, I feel really bad that I said that to this person. It's a feeling of guilt a constant judgment all day long but when I create this practice of meditation this mindfulness practice I think it's really important to know that it will impact other areas of my life I don't mm-hmm. have to judge how I do anything and again I, I sort of mentioned this earlier is that this is the common trend that I see amongst many of my athletes they start their plan around creating habits in their health and fitness, but then it's constant judgment and the judgment is always around what's not being done or what's Mm -hmm. not good enough. It's the uh, around the scarcity mindset, Mm -hmm. but can we just not judge and just be, and just show up in the present moment with love? Like you say, Mm -hmm. with grace, Mm -hmm. with joy, with bliss, that's truly where we set our mind free to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you covered it well. Um, but just to add to that, you know, there is a concept in the Eastern wisdom culture, ancient wisdom tradition of the Eastern um, community or whatever you say, uh, where they about being the witness of yourself. Mm trying to separate yourself from this mind and body and be the observer. And in reality, and they say it with so great conviction that that observer is the real you. Mm. But this doer, the person who is doing things is an illusion Mm. that's created by your senses, by your perception, but the real you is the person who is witnessing you doing this activities. And I'm trying to experience it while I'm talking here. I'm trying to experience myself, seeing myself talking to you. Mm -hmm. There is a a great example in Upanishads where um, it says, uh, there are two birds sitting on a tree. One bird is looking at the other bird which is trying to find something to eat, and it is uh, going down, so it's trying to catch it, but it fails sometimes, and it's just trying to get that, and the other bird is looking from there. And then at the end, that bird, which is just doing its activity, trying to uh, find food and trying to feed their children, whatever it is, and once that bird realizes that the one who is looking from up is the same one, Mm. right? And then everything changes the way we look it looks at things senses right and and like you said um, uh, it's, it's just being mindful of ourselves and truly observing ourselves what we are doing and it does not have to be only when we get a time uh when we uh, get a time to sit ourselves relaxed when when nobody's there right when no distraction is there is in fact distraction Crowd, noises are the best place to train your mind mm. because there is resistance, you know, and the more we practice in those resistance, resistance the faster we can, you know, uh, achieve or we can achieve our goals. And you know that in fitness, why do we lift ha- heavier weights? Because it has more resistance. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that. Like when I'm in crowd in shopping mall in Walmart and like where there are always noises around there, I try to, okay, where am I? Am I like, am I disturbed by that noises? Am I disturbed by what someone is doing? Mm-hmm. And just being present there during those resistance and even, um, um, when we are going through difficult times, Yes. right? And, and there is a lot of things we can talk on and on about this suffering and intense, like, you know, the difficult times and all those, uh, we can do it in future, but whenever we have, we, we, we create those uh, resistance or when we are in distracted area or when we are in the downtime, when we are down, right? Like uh, those are the times good times to train our brain and to be in the brain if that makes sense
0: yeah a hundred percent and and I absolutely agree with you with regards to having that resistance to help us strengthen and for me a big part of my practice too as I meditate I I bless my chakra centers I bless the parts of my body that hurt I bless my emotions that are in pain and I Mm -hmm. bless others that have hurt me I, I bless others who have wronged me no matter wow. how how difficult that is. And no matter what type of emotion I have around that, I send them love. I send them light. I send them my healing energy. And when I do that, that frees me. So it's, it's this thought that I'm blessing my centers, but I'm also blessing these difficulties. Because I know there is good there. I know that something is supposed to come out of there. And I have this unwavering trust in the universe that everything happens for a reason. No matter how difficult it is to go through at that time, there's a reason why. And so I'm so grateful to go through it. I'm so grateful for the pain. I'm grateful for the negative experiences I have with people that are close to me or were close to me. I'm grateful for all these things because there is a purpose behind that and I find that's you're right that's truly where we strengthen that
1: mm-hmm. power
0: within us and that and strengthen that practice not when things are going good and I say this to to the athletes while we train your best workouts were the hardest ones to show up for they weren't the ones where you lifted the most or ran the fastest or did the most amount of rounds. No, they were the ones where you dragged yourself to show up to.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And you did it anyway, even though that pace was much slower and the effort was a lot less than what you normally do. And it is through adversity that we create that strength.
1: Totally agree with that. Yeah. That's a great thing. It's the, like you said, uh, it's not the moment or the exercise that you excel, right? You uh, crossed your limit that counts, but the moments where you drag yourself, brought yourself, because yeah. there, you, there is more resistance, right? Yeah. It's, it's you know forcing your body to come to your intention to combine, right? You know with your intention, right? Yeah, I totally agree with that, and I have you know I I. I uh, I'm really blessed to have a lot of sufferings in my life. I've gone through different challenges, and once I accepted the, those, and once I started uh, taking these those as the gifts, everything started flourishing in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I was listening to this interview uh, of uh, Post, Mike Posner with uh, Lewis House in the School of Greatness podcast, and there, he was saying. Mike Posner was saying that. Uh, so we we think that uh, we would be happy when I get this, when I get a good job, when I get a new car, when I get a new house, when I get a, a new business, right? When I hit that milestone. But he, he he's saying it's the other way around. Yes. When you are happy, you will start. Yes. Getting those things that you want. Yeah. And that was amazing that, you know, he's a very great singer. And then uh, he started reading Bhagavad Gita and like yeah. attending this. I love uh, this
0: book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And all those things. And it totally changed his perspective of life. Right. And and that uh, sounded really great to me. And and talking about Bhagavad Gita, recently I completed a four month four months course. Uh, and I have memorized around 80 to 85 uh, Sanskrit locus from Bhagavad uh, Gita and that has, you know, added a lot of value in my life. And to be honest to you, you know, I'm striving to get something in my life. I want to be more productive and give towards my society and people. But at the same time, I I don't want any of those things. At the end of the day, I don't want any of those things because I've realized that happiness is in not having than having, yes, you know, yeah, and and um, and there are, like I said, Bhagavad Gita has totally you know changed my perspective about life and everything. Uh, it has it has turned me upside down. <laughs>
0: yeah, same here. And you know, it's it's heavy reading to get into, but it's certainly it, there's so much truth in there, and it's definitely. A way that we can shift our mindset and really shift our relationship with the material world more importantly so i appreciate so much you being on here today deepak are are there any final words that you want to share with everyone today
1: um I just want to uh, thank you very much for this opportunity and 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 especially to the things that you are doing. You have a wonderful story, you have wonderful life that you have lived and you are doing phenomenal, phenomenal things in helping people to live a purposeful life and a happy life, right? And I am uh, very thankful for you and uh, for this opportunity to have uh, met you and to get a chance to talk to you uh, but to your audiences I would like to give an assignment mm. or a prescription that's what I say uh, this is the prescription that they have to practice three times a day mm-hmm. and they can um, put a, um, a notification or uh, time and timing for this they have to do it three times a day And it's very simple. Just ask yourself, where am I now? See yourself there and see three things around you. For me, I'm just seeing my thumb here, right? (laughs) I'm seeing your face, Sherry. I was looking at you, but I wasn't seeing it. (laughs) Now I'm intentional and let's say, I have a water bottle sitting here. I'm seeing this, Hmm. right? See three things and toss three things around you. And just stop. And if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. But if you do not want, just take take three deep breath, conscious breath. If you can hold it for a while and let it go. Hmm. Do it three times. Do it three times a day, and especially if you have a kid or uh, if you can get a chance to meet with your parents, when, when the first time you meet with them, just ask yourself, "Where am I now?" and see yourself sitting there in front of your parents, of your or your kids, and try to feel that emotion, that joy and ecstasy. You will be in the different level of joy and ecstasy if you ask that question to yourself whenever you meet your parents or your kids for the first time after this, after listening to this.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And it really has impacted my life a lot. I I ask myself daily, it's it's almost now it comes up more than three times a day, Sherry, where are you now? And just a moment to sit still right now, 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 and see what the world around me really looks like. Not just that narrow tunnel vision that I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. What else am I missing? What else are my eyes missing right now? And what experiences am I not receiving right now? Because I'm so focused just on that little tunnel in front of me. So that was really insightful. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you, Deepak. I can't believe an hour has passed. I feel like we could still keep going. We're just getting started. And, you know, like attracts like. So I'm very... Fortunate and blessed to know you and to have you in my life and in my network and to have these conversations with you. So, if anybody wanted to learn more about Retreat or get in touch with you, where could they do that?
1: They uh, can follow me on Facebook or uh, on Twitter at uh, Deepak Dewali, uh, like the name that is being displayed there. Mm-hmm. And they can uh, search by hashtag Retreat r-e-a-d-t-r-e-a-t and like let me stop my uh video here you are saying r-e-a-d-t-r-e-a-t if you look uh in social media with hashtag retreat you'll find me
0: all right amazing thank you again so much we will definitely have to get you on here some more and keep our conversation going
1: all right Uh, i really appreciate it and you have a wonderful day You
0: you too Thanks for listening to this episode of Fall In Love With Fitness. Whether you're already on your fitness journey or just getting started, we're in this together. Just head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review, and you'll be entered into the drawing to win my six-week transformation course. Then go to fallinlovewithfitness.com and get your free gift from me so you get back your energy and reinvigorate your life. Join me on the next episode, and remember... You are an inspiration.